It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the program. Got word yesterday that the U.S. Attorney for the District of Utah, a friend of this program, John Huber, had submitted to the White House a letter of resignation. That coming after uh, a call from the White House communicated via uh, the attorney general that uh, it was requested that all of the Obama era, or at least uh, uh, 55 of them, and uh, Mr. Huber can correct me in a second, uh, submit uh, letters of resignation. A common practice uh, in the transition from one president uh, to the next. Uh, but, But John Huber... The U.S. attorney here in the state of Utah, uh, who in the District of Utah, who has submitted his letter of resignation in that letter points out uh, something interesting. And it is that he is the only U.S. attorney currently to have been appointed by both President Obama and uh, President Trump. Uh, And so with that, I'll welcome to the program, let him tell his own story, I'll stop my own rambling, uh, is uh, John Huber, U.S. attorney for the District of Utah and friend of this program. Mr. Huber, welcome to the show. How are you? Lee, I always enjoy being on your show. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Uh, You have, for the past number of years, been serving in this capacity. You got word recently that uh, your resignation was requested. Uh, Now, now, remind folks that this isn't like uh, for cause or something like that. It is simply a a thing that happens periodically in the transition from one administration to the other. Uh, You you knew this was coming. Uh, what, uh, What is next for you? Well, hey, you're right. You know, being the life of a presidential appointee, especially over the course of three administrations, it's it's a rough and tumble game. So since 2014, when I first sought the uh, the appointment with the help of Senator Hatch and Senator Lee, uh, you know, it's been uh, pins and needles sometimes, uh, wondering uh, what the fate is. But one thing I always knew was that when I gave up my civil servant position to become a presidential appointee, that this would be the end of the story at some point, that I would leave even if I still had fuel left in the tank. Uh, and that's where I'm at. And I guess that's a good place to leave. And it's just been an extraordinary privilege to be a kid from Magna, Lee. Magna, Utah, yeah. you know, kind of a nowhere place in many people's minds, but not in my mind. And to have this opportunity to rub elbows with national leaders, including presidents and the vice presidents, and to speak, to literally speak from the podium in the press briefing room at the White House, who gets to do that, let alone a guy from Cypress High School in Magna, Utah? There you go. Uh, let me ask you this question. You have, uh, you have worked for a Democrat president, a Republican president. We now have a Democrat in the White House. Uh, Should the circumstance arise where uh, the hand is extended to you again and a nomination handed down by uh, President Joe Biden, is that something that you might accept? Well, you know, I have always valued patriotism over partisanship. I've always seen my role as a statesman as opposed to, you know, a political activist. And that's what I hope we can get to more in America is the respect for the office of the president and or the office of a senator 
if called upon, we would all want to be in a position to say, yes, I want to help the country out. And surely, uh, if, if ever I was asked again to serve our nation or to serve the state of Utah, that's who I want to be, is to be the guy who steps up and say, yes, I'll give it my best. You mentioned that uh, your first appointment came through the aid of uh, Senators Hatch and Lee. Is, uh, are you planning on engaging in any effort like that to seek another nomination today? You know, I, I, uh, I've given my service. Uh, when you're at the U.S. attorney, you make a lot of hard decisions, uh, whether you're working for President Obama or working for President Trump. And you try to call them how you see them. But, uh, you know, you, you, you offend people. And uh, you know, I don't know who along the way as I've tried to seek justice on behalf of the citizens of the United States and the state of Utah. You don't know who, who, whose toes you've stepped on as you've tried to do the right thing. But uh, people know that uh, who I am and my intentions. And, uh, you know, President Biden has now asked all of us who were previously appointed by uh, President Trump to step down. And, and that's the and case. It, it was it was that. all all of the Trump era uh, appointees. Is that correct? Yeah, okay. er, every single one, but for you know the smallest exception. Um, and and that's where I'm at. And that's not unusual. It's not a you know because I didn't do my job. Right. In fact, I'm really proud of the job that my colleagues and I have done the last six years. Um, so yeah, it, it's just a wonderful experience to. To represent Utah, to seek justice, to represent—I should better—it's better to say I represent the United States in Utah, mm. and uh, that's been an extraordinary honor and privilege. Just a, a minute left, and let me ask you maybe the hardest question of the day. Uh, you, as you look back over your years serving as a U.S. attorney, could you share with us uh, your proudest moment, your proudest accomplishment, or, or the case which brought you the the most pride to try? There's so many cases, from espionage to child exploitation. Mexican cartels. I mean, the list is long. There's so many stories I could tell. would love to spend time with you in the future talking about them. But uh, one poignant moment, and this uh, was when I was uh, first in the process of becoming a U.S. attorney, and President Obama visited Utah. And many will remember that time, and he was welcomed by officials and dignitaries in Utah. And the Secret Service uh, you know, gave me the privilege of meeting President Obama and whether my politics align with his is not the point of the story. But when I got out of that meeting, a uh, very brief encounter with President Obama, I called my father, who's now passed away, and a very conservative man, but a true American. And I said, Dad, I just met President Obama. And my dad wept on the phone because he couldn't believe his son could do that. And uh, that's the patriotism that I'm talking about in this country. What binds us together is so much stronger than the issues that would pull us apart. I'm a witness to that, having served behind the curtain in two administrations. And I can tell you, good people are doing their best for this country, regardless of what party they are affiliated with. Just a kid from Magna. John Huber, thank you so much for your time and your service. John Huber, uh, U.S. Attorney for the District of Utah until February 28th. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lee. All righty. How about that? A pretty fascinating story. Not too bad from... Uh, for a, a kid from small town Utah. And we'll see what the future holds for uh, Mr. Huber. I'm anxious to see what the next chapter uh, and how it's written. He says he's got full of, he's got plenty of energy still left in the tank. He is a, a relatively young man, uh, plenty of professional life uh, ahead of him. All right, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, I'm going to give you a, a more comprehensive look at what uh, has transpired over the past 24 hours and what is still to come 
on the floor of the United States Senate as currently House impeachment managers continue to present their case to convict President Donald Trump. When they wrap up, it'll be the defense's team. Details on all of it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.